and Joe Daddies. Uh, my name is Michael Vizioni. I'm host of Windy City Joe's, joined here by my co-host Jackson Delisle. Hey. And we are joined here with a very special guest, Grady Spencer from Grady Spencer in the Work. He's here at Carol's Pub in Chicago. Yep. Grady, welcome to Chicago, man. Dude, thank you for having me, man. Um, okay, so in our emails, you went through a little, uh, I would say ups and downs, but it probably wasn't little from it. So I'm like, sure. so what happened? Is everybody okay? Yeah. Yeah, dude, everything's good. Uh, now we um, we love town. It feels like a year ago, but it was only like a week and a couple of days from Fort Worth, Texas. Went to Key West, played a festival, and had a blast. And then, yeah, it was fantastic. And then uh, took a couple of days, went up to uh, Nashville. Or actually, we played Athens. Then we were on Nashville. It was halfway between here and there. And um, breaks are just sounding weird. Just like the noises and the scrapes. Just yeah. like, man, something's not right. So we found a break shop and uh, they were like, well, it's pretty messed up, but we put some new pads on it. It should get you okay. Like that was all the, and then long story short, like the next day it was not okay. It was like even worse noises. <laughs> and so we took it to another place. Like a buddy's, uh, a buddy of mine had a friend who has a dad of course, right. dads always come in and help yes. out and yes. took it. And sure enough, dude, our whole back end was just trash. Like bearings were out. Everything got really hot. Yeah. Like everything was melted together. And uh, so, yeah, we needed a whole. I mean, the, the axle was good, but everything else wheel wise, we just had to get replaced. So how long has this vehicle been a part of Grady Spencer in the work? Yeah, it's been like four years. So, I mean, okay. it's a pretty new van, but okay. I, it, it's a 2018. So, like, I, I'm super lucky to have it. Yeah. But it's like, man, yeah, you wear You kind of wear like a badge of honor, like having road problems. Right. And, right. Uh, but we made it. I you mean, know? It, it adds to the story. too. Yeah, dude. Location, yeah, man. Know? Well, the, the guy at the shop and a buddy of mine was super generous uh, with hooking me up. And, and we got on the road and came on up. So. Gotcha. But yeah. you made it here, and on top of it, like, Chicago just had a snowstorm. Yes. Which I was like the whole time, I was like, oh, my God, he had the brake trouble, he had all this, and on top of it, he's going to have to drive through this bullshit. Dude, it was insane. Like, I've never, like, we got to Indiana, everything was fine. Like, it was just rainy, it was cold, but it wasn't anything. And we were just watching the temperature or, the like, the thermometer in the van and just kept getting lower and lower. And sure enough, man, the roads started getting worse and worse. And then about Indianapolis, it was bad. Like, I've never driven in snow and ice like that before. And yeah. so, like, we had to get, like, we're looking, you know, I use Waze for traffic and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, shut down, shut down, shut down. And so it's telling us to take, you know, get off of this main road, go on this other road, which yeah. was even worse. Yeah, because they don't plow shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, dude. It was insane, dude. And, like, yeah. uh long like we got we got stuck and sat for like an hour and a half because a semi got jackknife oh, and it we're just like i'm looking at this ball of water like man i gotta ration this because if we're about to get you know 
survivor man out right. here like yeah. you know but luckily got everything cleared out and we you know i was white knuckling it but we made it through well, and finally. Gro- growing up in indiana there was always like this joke like it would be terrible like snow like ice all over the roads and as soon as you crossed over the border into illinois it was like shiny roads you could see everything like you're like oh, it's exactly perfect. what it was man <laughs> like dude i was so tired and stressed but then when we hit the border it was like nothing had ever happened here like it was like beautiful and then we made it to airbnb like this, so oh yeah dude up. it was it was glorious for yeah. sure um yeah. all your years on the road have has the band ever been pulled over a couple times yeah uh one time my guitar player tyler was driving we were going to play a show in uh arkansas and he was he was driving like 90 <laughs> like he was going way too fast yeah. And uh, it was like almost to the point where he could have gotten arrested. He was going so Jeez, fast. Tyler. And uh, the the guy was like, um, "Where we told him we were a band. And he was like, where are you guys playing? And we told him the venue. And he was like, well, you better get on it because happy hour is over in an hour and a half. Ooh. And just wrote a warning. And <laughs> yeah. then we just continued on our oh, way. Cool. So that's we were cool. lucky he was, a, he was yeah. a fan of music. He didn't know who we were, but. Uh, that's, that was all I'm right. I'm sure you looked at that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of your music, we were talking about this beforehand, and we're very curious what your answer is going to be. Sure. What genre of music do you play? Dude, that's a great question, man. <laughs> and people will just continue. Yeah, it's, it's something we ask. And so we always just call it like um, gro- groovy roots music okay. or like Americana funk Type. Okay. I mean, it's just like a like a soup of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it was like I would be like, maybe it's no, nope, maybe it's and like <laughs> like in one song, and I was like, ah, I was like, I can't pinpoint it, but I, sure. I loved it. I was like, every song was just dude, thank you, man. Yeah, it was, just yeah, cool it's, it was such like a melting pot of genres. I think it's kind of like we've learned to like embrace that like unlabel like the anti-label thing of like. I think sometimes we stick out because we're not really like all the bands that we play shows with or whatever. So hopefully we're memorable if nothing else. No, so. I'm, I've been following you guys for a while now. And it's like my favorite part about you as an artist. And are you still working at the construction site? Not anymore. Still, no. Yeah. I quit actually right before the pandemic, which is like the worst oh, time no. to quit. <laughs> but uh, luckily I haven't had to go back. There were yeah. some times I thought I was going to have to strap it back on. But so yeah. it's, it's interesting because like when we talk to these artists, we're like, when was your like, I'm going to this full time moment. Like, sure. Pursuing this. Yeah. So was it that recent? Um, yeah, it was late 2019. And so, um, you know, on my day job, I'd done that for like 10 years. And so like I'd reached a point to where I was kind of in a leadership role. And so I was working really hard 40 to 60 hours a week. And then I'd gotten signed to this booking agency and they were doing their job. So like we were out every weekend, you know, so like 40, 60 hours a week, every week, every weekend being out and just reached the point, you know, married with wife and kids, there wasn't a whole lot of energy or time left for them. And so uh, you know, I was kind of on the, the verge of like a breaking point. And that's kind of where like the, the song therapy is good off the new album. Yeah. That was like a big thing of like going to talk to somebody and like feeling like, dude, I don't know what to do. And this guy kind of walked me through like, you know, uh, will you could you go back to construction if, you know, five years from now and still do it? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, could you say the same for music? I'm like, no, people would forget. And he's right. like, well, I think that's your answer. And yeah. uh so it was super scary. And like we did a, you know, buttload of like spreadsheets of like all our bills and like 
trying to figure out mathematically how to make it work. And, uh, and then we just took the plunge. So yeah, it was scary for sure though. Yeah. Especially like at the time that you decided to do it. Yeah. And the world went to shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was like, that was super scary of just like, well, I guess I'll just go back. Cause construction had really shut down in Texas. Like they just kept working. And, um, and then it reached a point where I just kind of took it as a challenge. Like I learned how to do live streaming stuff. I learned how to, you know, I did like posters, screen printed stuff and just kind of like hustled it to like make ends meet every month. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. I mean, scary, but fun. For what sure. was your experience with live streaming during the pandemic? Yeah, dude, I tried to, uh, it was definitely a, you know, kind of a love hate thing. Like obviously we want to be in a room with people playing, yeah. but, um, there were, I knew early on that I, like, I didn't, no offense to like people who did this because everybody was just trying to against me, but like, I didn't just want to set my phone up and like go up on, on Instagram. Like I wanted to do it proper. Yeah. And so like, you know, I got a decent camera, figured out how to live stream on, you know, like YouTube and like make it look good, make yeah. it sound good. And, um, and so that's, that's what I did and like had a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, the fans, you know, it was amazing. Like they would just donate and, uh, it was incredible. So, that's so, cool. yeah. but with the live streaming, I mean, I think our biggest challenge because we did a similar. Yeah, thing. we tried doing sure. a live stream. Our, hard. Our, our biggest challenge was like making it sound good. Like, look, yeah, good. like I'm, I've done video stuff for years. Sure. And I always dabbled in audio, but I was never like, but like with you guys, you probably were pretty good at like yeah. audio because yeah, yeah. I mean, I had most of the equipment already for the sound stuff. It was just trying to figure out. Like, I had to learn OBS. I don't know what y'all were using. We use OBS. Yeah, I was using. I figured out, you know what I needed to do there and like integrating, you know, my interfaces and everything in the OBS. And like, yeah. um, I would like go, I, would, I bought like a green screen off Amazon. And so like, I would find the weirdest, like funny videos and like would have those playing, you know, in the background while oh, I played sure. music and yeah. like, just kind of made it like a fun thing. So, That's um, awesome. but it, yeah, it definitely. So now it's something that I have like in my repertoire, but I would, don't want to go back to that because right. i mean it's fun to do every now and then just for like grins but yeah yeah, yeah. it's not something i want to depend on for you sure be out on the road yeah now. for sure yeah yeah dude exactly well there's some about that energy from a live audience mm -hmm. that's in the room that you can like feed well, off especially of. after yeah. the pandemic too when you haven't sure. been playing for however long yeah well even that and like you could feel it in the crowd of like those first crowds were like they had some pent up energy, oh, you know, right. like they were they were ready to go, and um, so it was incredible to like get back out there. For I'm, sure, I'm curious, like, and excited to see the crowd respond tonight to you because yeah, you're, like we were talking about it earlier with the genres, like your band is just so unique, like sure. such a unique sound. You don't hear it all the time. Yeah, so thanks, I'm dude. To see. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I want to go back to the construction jobs. Mm -hmm. What songs? Maybe did you like start writing and or think of like while on the job? Can you think of any? Uh, yeah, a lot of the last album. Um, you know, a lot of times I would be kind of thinking of lyrics and like kind of humming melodies on the job site. And then I would get, you know, voice memos on my phone and like kind of hum a few words in there. And so um, I think like with me off the last album, I remember thinking of lyrics on the job site. Um, I think Grant, the song about my son, I was thinking about on a okay. job site. So, yeah, it's it's a good place. Like, a lot of times you had to be focused on what you're doing so like, you didn't lose a hand. But yeah. there was a lot of downtime, too, where you could 
do that kind of stuff. Um, sure. Same Place is without a doubt my favorite song by you. Oh, dude, thanks. Where did it like come from and what? Because like, there's a message in there, mm -hmm. but I can't pinpoint it exactly. For so sure. I want to know it coming from you. Yeah, man. I think that was, I wrote that a, a while back and it had to do with like, um, you know, being empathetic and like having empathy with everyone around and like specifically that song was like I talked to this homeless guy and uh it, it you know I, I I'm not one to like judge homeless people but like this sometimes you can tell like something's going on you're they're trying to play you but this dude I mean he was really in a bad spot you could tell like he was struggling but all these people just walking right by him and so that was one where it's just like man he's a human being and like we're all we're all out here doing it and we're all just one, you know, layoff away of being out of a job yeah. and losing our house. And then we're homeless and we're that guy, you know? And so, um, it's, it's definitely a song about like being empathetic and like looking at everybody around us and like knowing that we're all trying to do our best here and like hopefully having a little bit of faith in humanity for Gosh. sure. Yeah. That's cool. That's perfect. Um, yeah. And then I also like, uh, well, I mean, I like a lot of music, obviously, but nothing is bad. Uh -huh. I enjoy, because especially with COVID and just everything, it's just a wave of like negativity and bullshit. Sure. And then, but then every now and then you find this song that like sparks happiness and like brings light into the world. So, and nothing is bad is one of those. Cause yeah. it kind of sets you back. It's like, eh, like shit I'm worried about. Like it's not the end of the world. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm curious what the, you, your goal for that song and where it originated from. Dude, that one was, it was crazy. Like how, uh, in line with COVID that, that song was. So like, this was probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. Um, probably eight or actually more like eight or nine was before my kids were born. And so we were supposed to go play a show in a town called San Angelo in Texas, but an ice storm came. And oh, okay. they can't, they don't handle it like up here. Like everything, yeah. like they're shut down right now. Like they had a big storm hit, like everything's closed, everything's canceled. And it was one of those things, like we couldn't get out. And so like, we didn't go to work, couldn't go to the show. And so that song was just like me kind of looking at my wife and saying like, Hey, we got this big jug of sangria. We got some <laughs> bread to make grilled cheese. Like, yeah. this is good. Like yeah. we're not going to work. I'm not leaving to go to a show. Like this is incredible, and uh, so that's kind of what that was. All about like enjoying the moment. And being, yeah, being exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you know, it, it would have been really easy to be like, well, I'm not out making money, or I'm not going to go play the show, but yeah. uh, viewed it more of like, well, I get to stay home and like be with my favorite person in the world type yeah. of thing. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. So like, when did you first like have your come to Jesus moment about getting into music? Um. Like even just as a hobby, or yeah. When did you find? Music? I didn't really start playing the guitar till I was like seventeen, which is was pretty late, yeah. you know. And um, there was there's a guy. I mean, y'all probably know Jack Johnson, like the surfer guy from yeah. Hawaii. I like heard his music. I'm like, whoa, this is like unlike anything I'd ever heard because I grew up in a small town in Texas where it's just country, you know, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, that kind of thing, and so. Jack Johnson was like this really different sound and like the way he wrote was something that was just like, whoa. And so that's when I started like picking up the guitar to play his songs and then went to college and decided I want to start writing my own music and wrote really, really bad songs for <laughs> several years, you know, and then yeah. finally got to the point where, you know, 
uh, you play enough open mics and stuff like that, that people will give you your own show. And, and, uh, and then it kind of went from there. And then, yeah, it was, it, it really grabbed a hold when people started coming to shows and then you start selling tickets and it's like, Whoa, this is awesome. Like you can actually make money doing something really fun, you know? And, uh, you know, free booze and, and, uh, people are paying you to sing and play guitar. Like it was the best. So, yeah. What's your favorite part about being a musician? Uh, man, I think it's the creativity of like, um, I think for me, like just being a creative person, like I love doing graphic design stuff. I like doing photography, but like music is something that like everybody has access to it. And then it really taps into something of like, uh, it can really help people and like reach them on a deeper level. And so lyrically, I really try to like put a lot of weight in that of like, you know, these songs could reach people on a different level than just entertainment. Um, but even if it is just entertainment then that's cool too, yeah. and like really fun. So of the songs you've written, which one do you think best represents Grady Spencer and the work? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Um, I, I think, uh, there's a song called Winning Wrong. Uh, and that that one's just like, uh, I think as a musician and like trying to make it as like a music guy, you're always trying to look at that next like rung on the ladder of like, oh, if I could get to this next point, then we've made it. Oh, if I get to, and then what you find out is that like that ladder is never ending. And so like Winning Wrong was about, you know, really looking at the ladder and like, oh, I wish I could do that. But that's kind of the wrong way to think about it because you're already there right you know like you're kind of missing out on the on the fun part yeah. of like the here and now and um because yeah i've got friends who are way more successful and their problems are i mean they still have a lot of problems right. maybe even bigger you know <laughs> so it's just like I'm, I'm just enjoying where we're at for now so yeah how hard is that to do though like constantly on the road it is hard man because i mean especially like uh, you know, you have a book when you have a booking agent, like, dude, they, they track ticket sales and like, it's, it's a very mathematical thing. And if like, if you're not selling tickets, then that hurts their ability to like negotiate contracts and things like that. And so being on the road, like, it's like, man, I gotta, I gotta do this, gotta do this to sell tickets, sell tickets, sell tickets. And then that becomes kind of like a distraction from actually getting out there and playing the shows and like having fun. And that's something that I'm like having to really work on of like, not like, obviously I care about ticket sales and like, I want to grow and like, because it helps the venues too to sell a bunch of tickets. But at the same time, like there's so much, especially post COVID that it is so out of my control yeah. that like, I, I think I, you can control. Yeah, dude, I think I get really worked up over a bunch of things that I have no control over. So we just try and do a good job about like making people know where we are and then putting on a good show. And that's all that's all we can really do. So. Speaking of uh, being on the road, mm -hmm. um, what are your like top three favorite places that you've played and traveled to? Ooh, um, you know, honestly, we played place. we played Chicago for the first time last summer, and right. that was incredible. Um, oh, dang, dude! Hopefully, they're not gonna see, hear this or see <laughs> this. Uh, but we opened for my buddy Cody West. Okay. Um, Joe's on Weed Street. Okay. We played over there. Um, so that was a fun time. To, like we'd never been up here before, okay. and so like you know, got a got a dog, and like just had an incredible time. And then like people showed up wearing our merch, like. And, 
that I had mailed to them. You know, yeah, like yeah. whenever people order stuff on a website, like I ship it out myself, but I don't really ever look at where they're going. I just like, you know, put it in the mail. Yeah. And these people just like walked in at a bar in Chicago, like wearing my shirt. It was just like incredible. So, I, yeah, you're actually 100 percent right. Like a week before I started working at Joe's, you were there, but we were gone somewhere. I think it was was it around Memorial Day? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we were at the Indy yeah. 500. Yeah, we were at Indy 500. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. Yeah, yeah that, that was incredible. That was a that was a fun show. Nashville is a fun place. Um, we finally started selling some tickets there. Yeah. Uh, and then we just played Atlanta for the first time, um, like three weeks ago. And that was incredible. Like 200 people showed up, which was mind blowing. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's never awesome. Been there before. I'm sure there's a spot in Fort Worth though that you just, Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, Fort Worth's home and like, yeah. um, there's a place called Magnolia Motor Lounge. That was the first place to ever give me a show okay. when I moved there. And that place is magical. I mean, it's like half the size of this place. <laughs> and so it gets really full and just yeah. like packed out and everybody's just having a good time. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a big one, too. What's, so as, a, as an artist, what do you think? I mean, obviously, financially wise, a bigger room, more people. Sure. But a smaller, more intimate room, like, what do you think like hits more? You know Dude, I, mean? I, love, I love small. I would always at this point of my career like play a smaller room. Because, uh, yeah, I don't actually, post-COVID, it's kind of hard because it's like you're cramming more people. But, yeah. like, if you took COVID out of the equation, like, everybody closer together just, like, creates more energy. And so, like, um, the funnest shows that I've played have been small rooms where people are just all packed in there and having, having I a good feel time. like it's a lot of that, like, like almost, like, kinetic energy where people yeah. are, like, bumping shoulders during the show. For sure. And they're close together. They can, like, yeah, they're all yep. like, kind of having the same experience. Oh, dude, it's the best. Like, obviously, like, we never want to do anything dangerous, but, like, I love having people be near each other because I feel like everybody's kind of experiencing it together. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was thinking about this question earlier. Because your band and your voice is just so new, you, unique, what covers do you guys do? Um, dude, I used to do like a lot cause starting out, you'd have to play these three hour restaurant gigs. And so like, you'd have to, you know, learn a bunch of covers to get, you know, keep people's attention. But now we do like, um, free fallen Tom Petty. Okay. Um, we do, uh, we do some country stuff like neon moon, but Brooks and Dunn. Um, yeah, we, we don't do a ton anymore. Yeah, we usually try to keep it like one or two a set. But I mean, you don't need to. You got multiple albums out. Yeah, now. dude, it feels good, but like it's also fun to like have that in your pocket to like bust out if the yeah. moment needs it. So, yeah. um, so yeah, the new album "Wait" is out. What, like, what's that album mean to you and the mm -hmm. band as a whole? Yeah, I mean the the whole theme of that was like you know quitting my job and then two months later like having to shut it all down and just sit yeah. you know and wait to see what was going to happen and to see if like i'm actually going to get to do this as a career if like it was just like a two-month tease and now it's back to the job site and so for me personally it was lyrically like pretty pulling back the curtain of like this is kind of scary and like a weird feeling and then musically for the band it's like uh the biggest step we've had because we got to work with a buddy of mine named reese murphy and uh it's just fun to like be in a room with my friends like creating stuff and like doing it exactly how we wanted to do it and like having the time to make it 
sound exactly like we wanted it to sound. So, what's uh, your favorite song written on the album that you've written? Um, probably uh, it's called "Grown," and it's like it was like our last single, and it's kind of you know musically it's uh, pretty guitar driven, and then lyrically it's it's pretty telling of like my life. Of, you know, we're going on the road a lot and missing missing my wife and, um, you know, really enjoying that time of getting back to her and, like, going out on the town with her. So, um, Do you like chicken sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen. This place? Yeah. Carol's? Yeah. You have to. Best this is it? Oh, dude, I can't wait. Do you like spicy? Like, yeah. Get the mild sauce on yes. it? Yes. Because I know bands usually like get food to go. Yeah. If you like sweet and spicy, they got like yeah. honey sriracha. Oh, Ooh. Dude, dude I'm, I'm in. It's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go pick up the band as soon as we're done here. And then I'm coming back for chicken sandwich. So, it's, yeah. We're going to have it right after uh, talking to you. But it's, yeah. It's good stuff. It's good dude, I can't wait. It's, yes. It's I love shit. it. Um, you got anything else? I don't think so, man. Uh, we appreciate you talking Dude, to us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, looking man. forward uh, to tonight. What cities are you hitting next? Um, had, well, the next show got postponed because of stupid weather. Well, that was that was yesterday, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday got uh, we were supposed to do Detroit or north of Detroit, and it got moved. Tomorrow we're going to Minneapolis, and then the day after that is Des Moines. Nice. Um, and then we're going back down to Texas to do like a little circle: San Antonio, Austin. And Fort Worth, so that's yeah, Iowa fun. just canceled COVID. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that should be a fun show. Yeah, man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm ready to I'm ready to be home, but we're also enjoying it. Oh yeah, this is gonna be incredible tonight. I think pre sales have been really well, Absolutely. really good. So sure. we're pumped for sure. Cool, dude. Yeah. Well, appreciate you coming on, dude. Also, thank y'all. Before we wrap up. Where, where can people find you? you oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, GradySpencer has all the tour dates. You can buy tickets. Um, merch is on there. I, I ship it myself. So uh, do that, and then on all the social stuff, it's at GS and the work. It's on all the stuff, man. So if you want merch, you gotta you get a hand ship from this. That's right. That's right. I, I will literally pack it and send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Dude, thank, thank you all, so man. Awesome. You mind if we get a perfect? Let's do it, man. Absolutely.